Bell Show on the network. Oh, fun, fun, fun stuff today here on the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program. Join us live each and every Monday through Friday, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps and Radio Loyalty. And our podcast is available on iHeartRadio. We are broadcasting live as live can get at JiggyJaguar.com. Also on select radio stations across the country and around the world, TruthFrequency.com as well. From the KJAG Radio Studios in downtown Hutchinson, Kansas, you're listening to us live as live can get. Before we get into our next segment here on the program, let's talk about one of our great marketing partners. D.A. Carr is announcing the release of her latest novel, Link. It's a sci-fi mystery thriller. D.A. Carr announced today that her latest novel, Link, is now available for sale on Amazon. Link is a sci-fi mystery thriller. It's set in the year 2800 in a future apocalyptic world where time jumping becomes a means to control the human race. Link is suspenseful, intriguing, and action-filled, says D.A. Carr. Tom Clancy, Clive Cluster fans, are going to enjoy reading this book. Check out Amazon.com by Link. Go to JiggyJaguar.com and use our link through Amazon. Pick up Link and also help our help support our broadcast any way that you can. It, Link's an amazing book. I've checked it out. Amazing, amazing stuff. Check out JiggyJaguar.com. Go to the Amazon link and buy Link. L-I-N-K. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get into it with Phyllis Schlafly. We're going to go to the telephones. And uh, Phyllis, can you hear me, my friend? How are you today? Phyllis, can you hear me? There you are. Hello, James. Yes. I can hear you fine. Now, um, Phyllis, let's let's talk a little bit about what's been going on recently. By the way, Happy New Year, my friend. Thank uh, you. Now, um, there, there's been a lot of different things going on with the uh, Obama administration ever since we started this new year, and uh, it seems to me that the high cost of, uh, of fast-tracking things, Obama received a thumbnail rejection <clears throat> to his attempt to make the November congressional election a referendum on his policies. Uh, tell us a little bit about this, because this, this is a major news story that's been around the country and around the world. Well, Obama came out and said very clearly that he would not be on the ballot on November 4th, but his policies would be. And he acted like the November 4th was a referendum on his policies. Well, uh, taking him at his word, no question about it. The American people said, no, we don't like it. We want to change. And I'm hoping that the Republican Congress will give us a change. Now, what did you think the other day when uh, a lot of the Republicans uh, voted against John Boehner for Speaker? Uh, well, I, I didn't express a view about that. A lot of them were very unhappy about him, and I think rightfully so. Uh, but uh, uh, they voted for him, but then I understand he broke his promise not to retaliate against some of them by taking away their committee a chairmanship. And then he said something that's really obnoxious when they asked him what he thought about the Tea Party. He said, I don't care what the Tea Party thinks. Now, wow. I find that offensive, and you ought to apologize for that, because we do care about all the segments of people who will vote conservative, and certainly that includes the Tea Party. Now, I'm, not uh, a tea, I'm not a Tea Party member, but I yeah. I think they're an important part of our coalition, and they're entitled to their views. 
Well, and see, this this is the thing: is is, is he basically um, cutting off his nose despite his face, basically here? No, I think he's uh, he's uh, doing what the establishment wants, a big money crowd, and they are annoyed by the tea parties and other consumer groups who are expressing a view. And uh, I think that's the whole purpose of a convention, is for all the various sections to come together and uh, vote for a candidate that is a choice of the majority. And the idea of the kingmakers, the people I used to call the kingmakers, now we call the establishment, or the rhinos, Republican in name only, uh, go into an expensive apartment in New York City and decide who our nominee should be. That's not acceptable. Well, what, what, what should we be doing to, to decide the nominee from the, from the Republican side? Well, the first thing you need to do is read A Choice Down an Echo, my new book. Yes, yes, In indeed. which I describe what they've done in previous elections uh, since 1964. The, the original A Choice Down an Echo uh, just carried the story up to 1964 when we nominated Barry Goldwater. Yep, but yep. an awful lot has happened, and a lot of all is taking place behind the doors with the typical shenanigans. In fact, a couple of people have stopped me in the grocery store and said, uh, Phyllis, I read your new book, A Choice Down an Echo, and it sounds like the last half of it is written by the same person as wrote the, really wrote the first half, and it's all the same thing all over again. I said, that's right, and I'm the same person. That, why, why is it that uh, your values have never changed, but a lot of the values in the Republican Party have, or certain people have tried to change the values? Uh, well, I think it's simple. I, I'm a volunteer, and I don't get paid by anybody. Well, that too. <laughs> so I don't have to shade my views to suit whoever's giving me some money. Yeah. Phyllis Schlafer with us today. Eagleforum.org is the place to find Phyllis. And um, the, the, the book is just getting all sorts of rave reviews. I know there's a lot of people that are, uh, are, are excited about uh, A Choice Not an Echo being re-released and updated and things of that nature. Um, what, what can the new Republican Congress learn from uh, picking up your book and, and reading it? Well, they can learn uh, what we're up against. As Patrick Henry said, I have no lamp to light my feet except the lessons of history. And uh, that's right. You need to know what they've done before and how they've done it. And, you know, they've given us a whole bunch of losers, one right after another. Uh, Bob Dole and John McCain and Mitt Romney. And they were not good candidates. And they were not the choice of the grassroots. And... Uh, we're tired of that. And the funny thing is, I have one column in which I tell how the establishment believes in primogeniture. Most Americans don't even know what that word means. But it's an English custom that uh, when a, um, a man dies, uh, all of his goodies, his property and wealth and everything, go to the next guy in line. The next, the next son or the next guy in line. And uh, all those uh, candidates I just mentioned, uh, Bob Dole and, and Mitt Romney and John McCain, were the, were the, they were accorded next in line status, and uh, we just got them because the establishment picked him. 
we've got Phil Schleifer with us today. What did you think of uh, Mike Huckabee's uh, potential announcement of getting into the uh, the presidential fray? Um, there's a lot of people like Michael Savage and a few others uh, all over the country that uh, are not a fan of Mike Huckabee and they don't think he's electable. Um, what, what do you think of Huckabee's chances? Oh, well, I don't know that his chances are very good, but he certainly will st- st- stir them up. He certainly will make the race interesting because he is an eloquent speaker and eloquent in uh, handling the media and in handling the hostile questions. So I think uh, it really be, it will be difficult for any other candidate to go up against him. I'd like to see him in a debate with Jeb Bush. That that was who I wanted to get to next. Um, <laughs> what, what, what do you think of uh, What do you think of uh, Jeb Bush? When, when I hear him running for for president, I just keep thinking, why do we need another Bush? And uh, because there, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of good members of the Bush family, uh, George P. Bush down there in Texas. But uh, I, I'm not a big fan of, of Jeb Bush. Uh, well, of course, I think the thing that's going to doom him is his complete endorsement of Common Core. Uh, Common Core uh, education, so-called standards, is the hottest issue at the grassroots. Yep, and people yep. are up in arms against it, and he is locked in as a major supporter of Common Core. And uh, I, I, think he, uh, I, I think he really can't be nominated, as long as that's true. Well, and, and this this is the thing. I don't understand why he is such a big fan of Common Core because this this is just a horrible, horrible way of teaching our youth. Well, it certainly is, and it's uh, rewriting a lot of history to uh, um, make our our game plan narrative of history um, tie in with uh, all these uh, race and ethnicity notions that people are trying to spread at the present time. And uh, I think we've already had some good history written. They ought to be taught history the way it happened, not the way the liberals wish it had happened. But that's one aspect of Common Core. Uh, another is the data management. They're, they're piling onto uh, the Internet uh, uh, just uh, all kinds of private information about children, which parents don't like uh, them to do. And uh, then, then you know, the math standards are just incomprehensible. That's the story of why Governor Jindal of, Tech, of uh, Louisiana changed. He initially had his state uh, buy into Common Core, and then when his kid, his elementary school kid, came home with his math homework, uh, why, he said, this is crazy. It makes no sense. And so that's when he changed. We've got Phyllis Schlafer with us today here on the broadcast and uh, talking about uh, all sorts of different things, uh, uh, some, of, some of the different people pro- potentially running for president, and uh, we were chatting there about Jeb Bush. Now, um, the topic today, the high, ca- high cost of a fast track, um, instead of offering a conservative alternative to the people who elected them, Congress is uh, basically dallying with a plan to get even more power to Obama. It's called a fast track. It's a scheme to authorize the president to negotiate with official foreign governments. Uh, tell us a little bit about this, because he's going to be doing this in secret, possibly bringing an agreement to Congress for an up or down vote with a limited uh, time period, practically no debate or a chance for a filibuster here. Well, 
Well, you're just defined the fast track. That's the way yeah. it is. And it just blows my mind that anybody in Congress would want to give uh, Obama a new executive power over what he's already got and, and has taken. Because uh, what fast track uh, does is to allow him to go in a secret room with a bunch of foreigners and make some kind of a deal and then come out to Congress and say, you can vote yes or no within a limited time period and that's it. You don't get a chance to amend or to filibuster or whatever. And uh, I think it's, the whole idea of giving him more power is outrageous. And then in addition to that, you've got the example of the last uh, bill that was put through by Fast Track, which was the earlier uh, trade agreement with South Korea. And we were promised uh, 60,000 new jobs. Well, we got 60,000 new jobs, but they were in South Korea. They were in the U.S. Yep. Phil Schlafer with us today here in the broadcast talking about Obama's, uh, basically the high cost of the fast track. Um, Senator Elizabeth Warren has uh, kind of come to the, uh, the forefront here as being the next big liberal hero. She um, let the cat out of the bag when she admitted in a speech this year they have to be secret because if the American people knew what was actually in them, they would be opposed to it. Um, give me your thoughts on this and also give me your thoughts on a potential Elizabeth Warren run uh, for the Democratic side in uh, the next presidential election? Um, well, I don't know about her chances of getting the nomination. I guess Hillary would have to pull out first. Uh, but at any rate, I don't have any influence on who the Democrats pick, so they're, they're going to have to be on their own first. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do everything. Uh, I do want to have some influence on who the Republicans pick. Yes. Everybody listening to this program can have some influence. If you read my new book, A Choice Not an Echo, Definitely. see what the kingmakers have been doing in the past and what you can expect them to do this time. Well, and, and that, that is the one thing about this, is that uh, A Choice Not an Echo, the, the, the great new book from Phyllis Schlafly, um, details a lot of the different things that need to be done, um, and, and you're just... You're, you're just helping. You're, you're trying to help the conservative movement out, and I, uh, I'm so glad that uh, you're still out there doing all these amazing things for us. Because uh, we, we need your voice, uh, basically, on the ground here. Especially. Well, thank you. I, uh, politics has been my hobby all my life, and I think it's very important if we want to keep this great, wonderful country that uh, God has blessed us with. And uh, it's just very important. You know, I have people every day saying, "Well, I'm so disgusted." With, with what's going on in Washington. I think we should have a third party. Well, that's a mistake. We are a two-party country. And if you like third parties, move to Europe. They've got lots of third parties. <laughs> Europe. And it's not a better system. We, we have a two-party system. The fight is in the Republican Party. And if you want to win that battle in the Republican Party, you need to be fortified with my new book, A Choice, Not an Echo. Definitely. Uh, you can get that uh, on Amazon. On my website, eagleforum.org. That's right, eagleforum.org is the best spot to pick this up. And also uh, check out Phyllis's daily writings as well. Phyllis, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on, my friend. All right. Happy New Year and have a good day. Definitely. You too. Thank you, Phyllis. Phyllis Schleifer with us today here on the Bill Graham. She joins us live.